0: Adam named the animals, couldn't find the animals, I mean couldn't find the corresponding part when he did and then God put him asleep and out of that place he brought woman and uh, I don't know if last week I shared this real quick but uh, you know you've heard me speak it a number of times that how the Lord God uh, formed man out of the dust and that Hebrew word for formed is the word that means simply made um, and that good, and it said the Lord God took a rib and fashioned it into a woman. And that Hebrew word for "fashion" there is a word that has to do with complex construction, and which is really cool. I look at y'all ladies, and I, especially <laughs> I look at my wife, and I go, "Complex. It's <laughs> <laughs> simple." <laughs> and it's interested me. Always been amazing to me to watch what happened with Shay and Michelle coming up. You know, Shay's outside playing in the dirt. Just, I, we didn't teach him this. He just went to the dirt, you know. And uh, I remember one time when Shay was oh, yeah, been about eight or nine. And and uh, he invited a friend over from school, which we didn't know the parents. We just had met them. So they sent him over. And I don't know what it, how it is or whatever, but they ended up going out behind our house where we was at. And there was all these dirt piles out there. We should have known it, but he ended up in that place where they were covered from dirt from head to toe, and the mother, you know, we sent them home, you know, (laughs) covered in dirt, and, you know, the mother's thinking, what kind of people is this, you know, but then Michelle would be one always outside grabbing Gracie, the dog, and and had a book and read it to her when she couldn't even read, you know, all about relationships. It was always cool and amazing to me. I don't know, it may be an anomaly, but I think a, a lot of differences which one <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything but <laughs> Michelle had to have been like two maybe not that it might have been you know eight you know she was enough she was walking around good and uh, it was christmas so it had been, it had been about 14 15 months and so, but she's opened up, and she got two cookies, one in each hand. And she, I'll never forget it. She's in her, you know, how the what do you call them, those 90s pajamas? You know, and she had two cookies. She took a bite, and as she took a bite, one of the pieces, of the big chunk of the cookie fell on the floor right in front of her. And so she got a cookie in each hand, and you can see her, we'd, we're videoing this. In fact, I don't know why we never did send this to found on videos. But she had a cookie in each hand, and she looks at each cookie, and then she looks down at the thing, and she she knows she wants them. She don't want to turn loose of these to get a hold of that. So she (laughs) bends over at the knees. You know how babies are anyway. So she bends over completely, you know, from the waist and gets down to the cookie with her mouth. (laughs) And she's got the cookies like this, and now her face is planted in the carpet. (laughs) And she can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I and she up. ain't going to turn loose with these cookies. <laughs> I'm going to show that one time she comes in. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with anything. She's got one. But anyway, and so then we we talked about just uh, the thing that was emphasizing about that it's got woman's place alongside of men. You know, and uh, and I just, Paula's, and I's place, you know, her strengths and weaknesses are correspond to my strength and weaknesses. And so she's that one which is alongside me. There's value, there's importance there. We went on and talked about uh, the big thing we'd spent a lot of time talking about was authority. And uh, at first it was talking about, I'm sorry, before that, we talked about in Galatians chapter five where it talks, I mean, not five, but three, where there is no distinction. In Christ, no distinction between male and female. In relationship to identity and who we are in Christ Jesus, there is no distinction between man and woman. Uh, And we'll talk, we'll expand that a little bit later. But the big thing that does, there there is not a distinction, but there is a thing in relationship to authority. But it's important for us that you remember, and we're going to be getting this a little later tonight, that when we talk about authority, we talk about those, those uh, six purposes of authority. And do you remember what those six purposes are? Because when somebody' in authority, it's not as the world does. Remember in Matthew chapter 20? The Gentiles exercise authority lording over, but Jesus says it's, not, it's so among you. So in that brought up, the first facet of authority is, is to serve. other purposes of authority is to build up, to regulate the flow of power. To be accountable for, and to uh, protect, and to prove it to be an example to it. And so, when we're talking about husbands having authority or men having authority, it's not to lord over. But it's in relationship to those six things. And then the thing that I want to emphasize is, is that this place of submission. And I and I didn't emphasize this enough last week. The most important, I believe, the most important principle in this age is the power of submission. Because you think about it. uh, When you deal with spiritual warfare, according to 1 Peter chapter 5, what does it say do in relation to 1 Peter 4? It says, submit to God, then what? Resist the devil and he must flee. Uh, Think about in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, before the teaching on the home. The statement is, submit one to another as unto the Lord. So, I, you know, really the thing that I've come to grow to really uh, value in my own personal life is the power of submission. And in, in the times I can think back, like just in relationship to really, to the body or even like especially to the eldership uh, who, you know, uh, these are brothers that are close relationship with, that that uh, when I've got in trouble, it's when I've had this attitude of not submitting. Uh, Because why? The purposes of authority are relevant to me. You know, here I'm an apostolic leader, and the more authority I want to walk in, the more power and authority I want to walk in, guess what? I believe this. This is what I'm trying to practice in my life. The more I want to walk in authority and power, is is there a degree that I walk more in what? Submission to authority. And so when it says, wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord, uh, that is not a lesser thing. In fact, I believe it's a very powerful thing. And the thing that I remember I said to you last week that, that every, the three places that teaching in relationship to the home occur, it begins with the wives' submission to the husbands. And an interesting one is the First Peter chapter 3, verse 1, when, where it talks about submission, even if the hus- husband is disobedient to the word, that they may be won by the behavior of their wives. In other words, I believe in that context. There's what's happening is, like I shared with y'all, is one of the most powerful things that happened in Paula and I's relationship was way back in the day when she discovered the power of submission. So, you know, I'm going to say this, and we probably shared it last week. I don't remember if I did say this, but when Paula started saying, look, discovering the meaning of submission, and uh, again, y'all, she's with the grandbabies, so she just got home just a few minutes ago or she'd be here. But um, she, when she first... Looking at this, she looked at Webster's dictionary back in that day, in that time, and she looked up the definition. And you know how it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, so someone, one of them further down the definitions, the definition was eat dirt. And she goes, See, that's why I don't like submission. You know, and, I, and really what that really communicated to me was when the world tries to take biblical principles and interpret it, it comes out. You can't. You can You know, it's this foolishness. So submission is not a a, a very a negative thing. It's a very powerful force in all of our lives. Not to mention in relationship to wives and women. And uh, so. So anyway, so feel free to get on. You know, let's jump in this thing in page two. And there's some things. So when we talk about the significance of of, of women and the hum, uh, significance of women. I believe that they're very important, the corresponding part in the home and in the church. And so what we're going to talk about tonight real quick is the ordering of relationships in the home. And one thing I did not go into last week that it's very, very important, if you'll notice here in 2A, we're going to talk real quick about the husbands. And I know this is all about women, but... uh, there's an important thing to talk about here in relationship to husbands. Now, be careful as I start into this. Because I have taught this in the past in a way that it gets used as law. Huh? Well, well, in a way, yeah, it's ammunition or on one side and law on another where what I'm about to speak to you is not something to try to perform. Like, for example, let me just speak one of these things. Is It says, husbands, love your wives as... But Christ loved the church. Well, Ned's a, a very good man of God. I really believe that. But one thing I believe about this, Ned's a good guy, but Ned's ability to love Sharon in his own strength as Christ loved the church is not there. That word is there. In fact, three times it's in the imperative tense. I'm not tense, I'm sorry. Imperative voice. In other words, it's a command. It's not an option. The other time it's mentioned, husbands, love your wives, it's, in a, it's just sort of an exhortation way. But you know what I believe with all my heart is I'm going to go down Is what you're going to see is that we're talking about tonight, that in the home, the ordering of the home, that in Christ Jesus... God has created me. Jesus is in me, okay? He is in me. And if he's in me, all the resources of what we're about to read is in me. The question is, is that being released? And what we're going to see is that i want to share with you that in Christ Jesus, the expressions of a man walking as a man in the fullness of who I am in Christ Jesus will manifest itself in 10 different ways. And, and what I understand in Scripture, and we'll talk about this later, in relationship to woman is one. Well, let's just start off, and if you would go to, we're going to go to three-past Scripture. You can see it in your notes here, not fully, but I'm sorry about Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, following, and then uh, we're going to go to Colossians 3:18 in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, where it talks about who men are. And now I want to say this uh, again. I'm going to say this before we get into this. Ladies, if you're married, like Tulio and Tammy are, yes, we are. <laughs> I really ask that you hear this as that which to believe and confess in relationship to your husbands. And so, so it's very powerful. Because like I said, I want to say this again. I said to y'all three times, the Word of God makes sense, commands, like for Ned. Uh, I'm going to put it off on Ned, okay? Love, share I mean, a command. Like I said, I, Ned does not have the resources in him to do that. If he tried to perform it, I've watched it. I've spent 37 years ministering and counseling, and I spent enough in it seeing people try to do it and fail. Try to perform God's word. God's word, I believe, is not written to perform. God's word is written to believe. And in believing, it performs its work in you who believe. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. I don't hear the word and try to perform it. I hear the word and I first believe it. And Jesus said that to the Pharisees. You Pharisees and hypocrites, you clean the outside of the cup and dish. But inside's full of robbery and self-indulgence. First clean the inside, then the outside will become clean. And so, so when we start into this, and the first one is, is that where it says in Ephesians 5.25, husbands love your wives as, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for them. The destiny of the husband is to love, love our wives. And, and I want to say this. Uh, see, this, she's got a class to go to. So. so think about this on one side. My destiny in Christ Jesus is to love Paula to the measure that Jesus loved the church. That's huge. But also, I want to flip it around the other side to say this. Guess what? You women, what is the measure that you've been created to be loved? Jen, what's the measure you've been created to be loved? To be loved. as Christ loved the church. I mean... That is the measure for which you have been created to be loved, and I and I say that is, uh, you know, um, as so powerful of a statement. That's what you're created for. I want to go to the second one, and we'll we'll add to these things. Uh, five twenty-three. I'm sorry, in Ephesians five twenty-three, husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Seven times in the New Testament, Jesus is referred to. As the head, I think it is four times it's always in relationship to the body of Christ, the church. This is not a superiority thing because you're going to watch this. Is that how it talks about it's a place, it's a pla- it is a place of authority. I want to say that. Being the head is a place of authority. But again, if it's a place of authority, it's a place of what? Service. It's a very powerful force. Doug and Monica were talking about something the other day. We were talking about remembering some of the old days in ministry. And I I want to emphasize this being head and how powerful it is to serve. One night, one day, it's not a night, it was a day we were in, in, uh, down Raleigh, North Carolina, with a bunch of college students. I was about 60 or 70 of them. We would taken down to a conference and we got snowed in. And I mean, we were having so many deliverances, it was crazy. I mean, serious. They were... Demons popping up like popcorn. It was unreal. I, mean, I don't mean little burps and that kind of deliverance. I'm talking about <laughs> massive manifestations. And so we're in this meeting one day, and, uh, and I, don't, yeah, this is, I need to share this. But anyway, I was, we were was in this meeting one day, and there's this guy that was sitting next to Shay. Shea was only like about 12, 13 at the time. He starts manifesting. Hardcore manifested. Dustin wowers across the room. He sees it happen. I, I was somewhere else. I was out in the hall uh, ministering to somebody, and there was worship going on in, in there. And he starts manifesting. Dustin runs, runs across the room and tackles the guy right over Shea. Anyway, Dustin and a couple other guys pick him up and carry him out and carry him across the hall in this conference. We were in a hotel conference room. Carries across the hall and and starts ministering to him in the in this conference this room across the hall. And uh, so, you know, a few minutes later, were you in that room with him? Mm-hmm. And a few minutes later, Dustin comes out to me and I'm ministering a situation, and he said, Dustin, Rick, we need some authority in here. I mean, this thing is ugly. It's rising up. It's a spirit of murder, and the person he wants to murder is you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what he said. And he said, and and I'll be honest with you, when they when he first brought him out of the room, I was, the conference where they carried him out of the room across the hall, he was growling doing all kinds of stuff. And it was everything in me. I just wanted to go, in the name of Jesus. I mean, I just wanted to get fighting, you know, and just, and I just, one of those times God gave me wisdom and I just kept my mouth shut, you know, just kept calm because I was involved in something and I, and, you know, Tammy knows sometime I get, she says I start gritting my teeth, and I think that she's just imagining things, grit, grit, biting my lower lip. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, but I, I kept calm, and they cared on, and then Dustin comes over and says that to me and says, Rick, can you come in? We need some authority in this to deal with this. And so I, I said, I'll be in a few minutes. Let me finish this, and let me pray a second, and ask the Lord for wisdom. So I, you know, so I'm praying, and, I get through with this situation, and pray, and I start walking the room. And this is what the Lord told me to do. Here's, And I walk in the room. Wait, let me interject.
1: We expected a power play, too. So, uh, you know, we just thought he's going to come in, and he's going to have his Bible in one hand, and he's going to point, and he's going to be like, In the name of Jesus. So, we were all waiting for that
0: to happen. Yeah, they're wanting this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, God. And when I walked in the door, it was weird because, I mean, all of a sudden I walked in the door and his eyes, walked in the door, and he's sitting on a couch, and there's two guys, one on each side of him to sort of help control, and another guy in front, three of you, or four of you in there, four of you in there ministering to him. And I walked in the door, and all of a sudden his eyes just, like, fixed on me, you know, and just that demonic glaze. So I walked over, and what the Lord told me to do is I just walked over, and I just knelt down in front of his feet and I got down on his feet, put my hand on his feet and I started praying and repenting for the times that authorities in his life abused him. And when, he, when I did that, boom, power of God hits him and he just starts weeping, crying. And, uh, and God touched him. I didn't have to say in the name of Jesus, go be gone on anything. The love and the power of God. And, you know, humility broke the hold over darkness. I don't know why I'm telling that. But husband is the head. Authority. That's what I was trying to get to. So husband is the head of the hu- wife as Christ is the head of the church. Two is husbands, love your wives as Christ is the church. Uh, I'm sorry, I, wanted, I skipped over something. Husband, verse 23, is the head of the wife as Christ is also the head of the church. Very important statement here, as Christ is to the church. And the Lord showed me that there's two things there. It's like, it's two be. One is, I'm getting them out of order in my head. I'm going to go back into it according to Ephesians 5. First one is husbands love the wives. Two is the destiny of a husband is to be just to love his wives as Christ loved the church. The reverse side is, as women, you're created to be loved like that. Two, B as is Christ is to the church. One, that's two things is, notice what it says. Right In this passage, um, who is the head of the church, him being self, sa- the savior of the body. Uh, 25, love your wives as Christ loved the church and did what? Gave himself up for her. This is interesting for me. I don't have this one down. I don't want to claim this. But one of the things that God has been taking me into this is that too many times we see Wives having to give everything up in relationship to the husbands, it's interesting to me that Jesus did what? He gave everything up for what? For us. It's interesting to me. One of the things, that Shay caught a hold of this principle when it came time for him to, to really pursue Lila. That's, y'all don't know me, that's my son. Lila is his wife now, and uh, he... Uh, um, she's macedonian and so they one of the trips that we had gone over and they met each other and they exchanged emails and then they started this dating relationship on email and then it graduated to instant messaging and then it graduated to skype and that was really traumatic for him when they went to a place they could see each other you know and then and then he says dad that uh, i think i need to go to macedonia and uh you know one of the trips that you go over and 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 really spend some time and find out if this is a God thing. So he goes and and spends two weeks over there, and and he goes, I think this is a God thing. Well, he comes back, and he's working for Speed Network, and and then he says, Dad, uh, I believe Lila's the one. Well, the interesting thing his approach was, sort of this verse here, the husband gives himself up for the wife. And so he moves to Macedonia that he may win her. And it was really cool to me. That was his heart. That I, I need to move there. He didn't ask her to move here. He moves there. And now they live over here now. But the reason why they moved over here was because, really, be honest with you, healthcare. And you know, and, and they they felt like God's destiny was from here in relationship to speed. I mean, uh, you know, making movies. And uh, but anyway, it was just that heart. You know. So, what I'm saying, 2A is this heart of dying, giving up. I heard this lady say one time, she says, I know you men, you'll swim shark infested waters for us, you'll, you'll fight robbers for us, you'll die for us. You know, and says, Well, sometime the biggest thing we want you to do to die for us, just open a screen door for us. <laughs> and you think about that. I mean, there's some truth in that. I mean, but she said that. And I shared y'all with last week about some of the stuff I went through. You know, in that second part is to be, is what we already talked about last week, was in Matthew chapter 20, verse 24 through 24, is it 24 through 27, where it is, um, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to what? Serve and give his life as a ransom for many. The thing, like I said to you before here in Dwelling Place, the principle that we try to operate in is the more authority you have, the more you serve. We try to, and we're trying to grow into that area. So, two, one, husband's love. Two is, as Christ is of the church, die for the woman, die for our wives. Two is, 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 to, is to serve. Three is, like I said, uh, it is love. Four, it's interesting to me, verse 26, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water of the word. I spoke this last week. Tammy, you need to mention about that. Tammy uh, shared, we were talking, uh, her and Tulio and Paula and I were somehow were talking, and she said when I, I reached this point last week, and I was talking about the power of men to speak into our wives and wash them with the water of the word that God gives us, not a, you know, Tammy's part of her wanted to bow up and go.
1: Well, I've been in a process for the last two years, but... From my background, you made a statement last week about how that it is like the husband to wash with water of the word, but also to help mold like this, you know, God thing in us. And then like when you said that, like I felt like this voice from the outside saying like,
0: no man will ever
1: mold who you are. Like, like, don't, don't, don't. And then, but the cool thing was, is that I said, That I realized like that was like the voice of the enemy from the outside and that it no longer was even attached to something that was inside of me that I could just literally I just like pushed it off and said that's not like what he's saying and like be able to really embrace the fullness of of the truth. Because that has been some of my issue through the last little, through my whole life, is trying to embrace this truth of submission. Because my past has been more negative in this area, so
0: yeah, and so it's and you got to hear it as a love thing. It's really a love thing that there's a there's an authority from God, and I think a, a destiny from God to wash our wives with the water of the Word, and that's something that I try to hold in my heart in relationship to Paula. Second thing, I mean, the, what is that? Four, five? I can't remember. Uh, but another one is his first twenty-seven it says that he might present. Well, the rest of that, is the rest of that, he might present her to himself, the church, in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and blameless. So the husband also to love his wife. Here it is gives again, um, and this is the only one that's not a command of all of them. This, it says, but also the husband love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. And, and where I see this next one is, is that for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes. In relationship to the husband's love, your wife's your own body, nourish and cherish. Nourish and cherish. What does that mean? What does that mean? What's the destiny in me in relationship to my, to my wife? Nourish. So it's, it's, it's the Greek word that has, has a connotation to meet needs. Now, I'm not Paula's need, need meter. Who is Paula's need meter? God. But what I am is a conduit through which the Lord can flow that into her. And when I'm not being sensitive in this area, uh, it causes us serious issues. In fact, I want to say this, and this is not, please don't hear this derogatory derogatory term. Uh, And like I said, like I've been doing counseling for the last 37 years, and I don't know how many counseling sessions in relationship to marriages. Um, Every time I say this stuff, this is what I am created in Christ Jesus to walk in, but the corresponding reality is Paula is created for this stuff to occur. And so, one of the things that she's created in is this place that I'm a conduit for the fullness of Jesus to flow through into her. Areas of love, identity, acceptance, worth, intimacy, purpose, security, uh, need to be needed, forgiveness. I remember one time, and I think I've shared this story here, but I remember one time um, that we were, one night, Paula was, and it's. Is, she's not here, but okay. <laughs> I mean, she was acting like a jerk. That's the only way to say it. It was horrific. I mean, I could say, Oh, beautiful sky. Don't you say smart stuff to me. Something like that. I'm just being exaggerating, but it was so bad. We were, Paula was fixing supper. We we're getting ready to sit down for supper, and, and she wasn't on her, she wasn't, it wasn't that time of month either. So, I mean, it was just bad. It was not, and so, so it was just. <laughs> Let me get there, okay? Before you stone me, it was. So I'm bitter, and it was so bad. I mean, Paula. I, I mean, Paula turned her back to get something from the kitchen. I looked at Michelle and I go, you know, what's wrong? And Michelle goes, I don't know. <laughs> and finally, she just she just had enough. She goes, uh, and it's like six o'clock at night. She goes, ah, that's it, that's it. I just had it. And she says, I'm going to bed. So she <laughs> starts going up to bed. And being the wise man of God that I am, i in searching for what's going on. I said, Paula, have I done something wrong? You know? And she goes, oh, no, no, no. And she just goes on up the steps. You know, so she goes to bed. So anyway, we get up the next morning, and, I'm, and she's still lit. I don't know what's up. You know, and I said, well, baby, is there something going on? I mean, what's going on? She goes, oh, I, don't I don't know. And then about 10 minutes later, she comes back. And she goes, I know what it is. I know what it is. And I, I said, well, what is it? Well, and let me just give you a background of this. You know, this is when Tulio first came here. And, and Tulio just always, the, being the good administrator, it is. You know, he was trying, this is when I was like hardcore involved in just about everything that was going on in church. Tulio was trying to communicate to the church what was going on. I had to go to Florida on business. And so Tulio sends out this email to the church informing the church that I was going to be gone to Florida next week. So Paula goes, she says to me, I know what's burning me up. I said, what? She said, you know where I found out you were going to Florida? I said, uh... Nowhere. Email to the church. She said, you know what that communicated to me? That my worth to you is equal to everybody else in the church. See, one of the needs that God's created us with is the needs of worth. Well, I mean, not God's created us with the need, but sin cre- created a, death created in us, and leaked the worth and the value that God places in us. Well, you know, and I'm to be that conduit to communicate into Paula that she's important. And, uh, and so when I did do, when I was not walking in that, in fact, creating that need in her, she manifests. I'm, I'm not saying that mean. And she didn't even know what was going on. And, and that's just really amazing to me. that When I said to you all like later, earlier on, ladies, you're, you know, the Lord God took a rib and fashioned you. You know, if, if, if she would have done that to me, I would have said, oh, okay, babe, that's cool, you know. But, you know, because I'm just kind of things. But she's created in a way that for things, actions communicate to her great things. And one of the things that I'm created in her to communicate that. And so that's what that is, nourish. The other is is, is is what I just really just said, nourish and cherishes. That's really that, that communication of what I just told you. The destiny for me is to communicate Paula that she's important. And I tell you, I, I have, this has been a hard one for me because especially in ministry. yeah. Yeah, but no, this I'll tell you.
1: When the husband shows nurture and cherishes his wife, but the wife can't receive it, what? There's strongholds
0: in the heart. It's like this. Is there? It's usually like, like for example. I'm sorry, Paula. I'm repenting for you, Paula. You know when I said to her, you remember last time I was telling y'all that one of the times that God put in my heart to speak and start putting in my heart to wash her with the water word and that's part of speaking into her Ephesians 4 uh, not Ephesians, I mean Song of Solomon 4-7 you know, you're altogether lovely my darling and there's no blemish in you I started speaking and she says, oh no I'm not, oh no I'm not well you know, well what happened to Gola is it's like God, this is truth and this is our hearts, the normal situation you speak truth and you receive it I mean you can receive it that's just very normal you know the truth and the truth sets you free when you're dealing with strongholds, it's like Paula, all of a sudden I'm trying to speak the truth into her, but reality was there was a stronghold in her heart. And one of the strongholds was in her heart, It was in relationship to her, is that she sincerely believed that she was fat. Her brothers used to call her fat when she was kidding. She said all her childhood she thought she was fat. And one of the biggest shocks came in her life when she took an old yearbook, and looked and saw herself in high school. And she played competitive tennis. And she looked at herself in that yearbook. And she goes, how did I think I was fat? Because what had happened was, is here's, I'm trying to speak truth into her. And it's like water off a duck's back. And so usually when that happens, what, what I'm talking about is, is, it's usually... There's some kind of stronghold there. And a lot of times, it's us husbands who help put it there. (laughs) And so what I've learned is is that when God gives me a revelation about something, usually I need to minister into Paula in relationship to what the opposite of what I just got revelation for because usually I help create something to hinder that. You've got to realize this. In the flesh, you will have... tendency to, to come against that which you have a destiny of in the spirit like i.e. Paul his destiny was to strengthen the church before he got saved in the flesh he did what he persecuted the church it's just like that all the way down the road so anyway so a destiny of, the, of a husband is to wash the wife with the water of the word I mean I'm sorry I mean wash her with the water of the word and and to nourish her and cherish her uh, going over to 531 where this one, another one I see in the word of God in relationship, for this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. It's interesting to me. This is not spoken to the woman. It's spoken to who? The man. First off, you had to understand a lot of this has got to do with Middle Eastern culture because, I mean, a lot of things was is that where you, the man would go live with the, the father and mother and it and, and, uh, it's, it's it's weird, you know. But so, but in our culture, it's not so much. And so, there really has to be a command from God. To, in fact, I minister this at a lot of weddings, especially to overbearing moms in relationship to their sons. We will emphasize this passage. And we will have them. We have the mother and father confess. You know, this reason you shall leave father, mother, and cleaved wife. And you ask, why is it that a woman, God does not speak this to the woman? Now, it can be the opposite of what I'm saying is true for the most part. But I want to read a passage of scripture to you in, in a Galatians, Genesis chapter 3 and 3 16 and I was this is when God's speaking this thing around the curse, when Adam and Eve were, had uh, sinned. But there's something that God says. It says, "A woman, He said, "I will greatly multiply your chain and your chain. Your pain in childbirth., <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Your pain in and childbirth, and, and in pain you shall bring forth children." And interesting. Let the, look at this. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he will rule over you. You know that Greek, the Hebrew word there for desire, is not a bad word. In fact, it's used in the Song of Solomon in relationship to the to the lovers. You know, and so, and I've seen this in Paul and I's lives. The last place that Paula wants to go running to is home. If I'm operating in who God's created me to be, and and there's, now strongholds can alter this stuff, but the normal, the thing that we've seen down through the years, the normal thing for a, for a wife is for is to be in relationship with her husband. That's why that, I don't, Ned. I don't know if this has happened to you, but it's so happened to me that I can get so involved in work and ministry that I mean I can just just long as I know Paula's safe and she's okay and things are cool. I mean I'm good. And and I'll come home just like everything's all hunky dory after about two weeks of just solid work, you know. I'm just I'm coming home. Hey, babe, what's going on? And I haven't seen her really hardly other, you know. i not been in relationship. You remember Dr. Mitty's definitions of relationship as communication. Well, I spent two or three weeks busy where we, you know, kissed, hello and goodbye, and you know and pray for in morning and night, but don't really communicate. You know how that is after about two weeks? And I'm wondering, I come in and there's a wall there. And I'm wondering what in the world happened. <laughs> well, what, what's going on? Is this that, there's this place in Paula's heart for relationship with me. I mean, that's, and it's really not a negative thing. It's just a thing that, that that's how God has created her. But yet, God speaks to the man, you leave your father and mother. You love your wife. Because I've said that to God a couple of times. Not a couple of times. I don't know how many times. God, this ain't right. You command me to love her. You tell me to leave and cleave to her. Will you do it to her. And he just says to me stuff. You love her, like I. Th- it's in you, and you watch. You watch what happens. I remember I'm pick on Jen and George. Get my marriage out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember one time, you know, George. It's fun, It's cute. George was so cute when he first came over because we're talking Middle Eastern mindset. <laughs> and, and George came over He, came, he says "He got a phone call George says Rick I got to talk to you Jen and I are having problems You need to get it right and I said you need to get us right We need to come down and see and I said no George uh, I want to talk to you I want to talk to you George Don't you see Jen No 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 no, no. I want to talk to you So he came down And the Lord had already told me ahead of time What was going on and I just started speaking to him how he's loving her. In relationship to what we just said, but, uh, this is so cool. George is so precious, you know. And he just he just sort of received it. And then when he left, he was like a little puppy dog with his tail but his legs, you know. He's he's going out there, you know. And and I, you know, and it's really cool to watch what God's done in their, their relationship and seeing them grow in intimacy. How long have y'all been married? Years, it's really cool to me to watch that because, dude, it's taken me twenty twenty. It took me twenty twenty five years to get where they were at in like two years, yeah. and that's so cool when you get a hold of what the Word of God says. One I want to I want to share with you about is in verse twenty three, because uh, we're talking since we're in this chapter because we're going on in other places to see some other things in relationship to husbands are to the wife. Uh, Ephesians five twenty three. We're pausing a second and. In relationship to husbands, and talk about in relationship to wives, and, and my conviction is what I see in the word that wife really has has one destiny in in the relationship and it has submit to the husband in both places in Ephesians five, twenty-two, um, Colossians three, and also first Peter three, one. But this one right here gets mis I believe gets misused where it says, nevertheless, let each individual among you love his own wife, even of himself. And if you have New American Standard, New American Standard, it and, and says and, and then it says, let the wife see to it that she respect her husband. And let and see to it are all italicized. And the reason why that it's italicized, if, you'll, if you've got a Hebrew-Greek key study Bible, which is really cool, study aid for this you'll notice that the word for love there has a has two letters beside it p-i-m which tells you it's a present imperative in other words the husband's commanded to love his wife but if you look down in relationship to where the the verb respect which it's not interesting y'all and i haven't totally got revelation on this you know that's not the greek word for respect you know what the greek word there is phobeo the noun form of phobos or phobia yeah. english word phobia fear and i don't know total revelation about that and uh but it's interesting to me it says nevertheless oh but what i was saying about that word right there for phobeo, phobeo, is if you have a hebrew greek key study bible the, the letters above it are psa which tells you it's a present subjunctive Present active subjunctive, which tells you a subjunctive is potential, or it's or 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 not potential, but it's a conditional. It's used with conditions, like any time you say, um, "If I open the door, I can walk through it." If I was writing that in Greek, uh, the word for "walk" there, I would use a subjunctive. In other words, me. Walking through the door is dependent upon what? Me open it. It's a subjunctive. It, you know, or like uh, I would say to, to Doug. I would command Doug. Doug, put the keys in the ignition, turn the key so that this car will crank. Well, I'm commanding him to turn the key. Well, if he turns, commanded him turn the key, if he turns the key, the car will crank. The verb, the, the verb would be a subjunctive. It's conditional on the, pr- on the preceding. Interesting thing to me, it says, Your husbands love your wives. And if you read it just like it is in the Greek, and it is like you say, the Hebrew Greek Key Study Bible can share you this, so that the wife respect or, quote, fear her husband. I don't know about the fear part. I don't understand that totally because perfect love <laughs> casts out fear. And I'm going, How does that fit, Lord? But I do know this, I do believe this, and this is how Paul and I operate. And I get really—I will get in a man's face. I mean, this is where I'll get fired up at times. It's because sometimes guys will be in counseling sessions, and I'll talk about she don't respect me because it talks about a feeling. I said, first off, we ain't gonna go with that. You know, I'll speak about it to him. I said, but the first thing is, a woman will never define to who you are as a man. If you have to have respect from your wife to make you feel good about yourself, you are screwed up, dude. And, I don't, you know, I don't want to hear it because, I'm, because God has created me to receive glory from who? God. When I get screwed up, it's when I start becoming a little puppy dog in relationship to Paula. And so what, So the, this passage of Scripture here, which I believe, um, you know, English, if, if you look at it, in the American Standard, it's easy to see what, if you look at where the talents are and notice the, the verbs there that uh, that you can tell that the second one is conditional on the first one. Because I've, I've found that to be true is that when I've loved Paula as God has spoken into me, that is into me, you know the natural result is she what? She responds. She respects. And so that's what I believe that is. And so so it's just a conditional statement a statement there um so but let's go to colossians chapter 3 verse 18 and show you the other things in relationship to the home i mean the husband and i gotta hurry up here i'm way behind 3 18 wives be subject to your husbands as fitting to the lord in the lord it says husbands love your wives and do not be embittered against them the interesting i talk on bitterness sunday Interesting thing that a husband is commanded to be bitter commanded commanded to be bitter <laughs> commanded not to be bitter to his wife and, and one of the big things that uh, you know that, that can happen in a home really quick is bitterness, both ways. but I don't know why the wife don't get commanded that. I still don't think it's as right all the way I mean you'll. But the command is, Rick, don't you get bitter. You know, like I said, y'all, let me pause this. You remember last week I told you that I believe that wives hold a key in really setting the home right in the area of submission? But the corresponding part is God's speaking these things into a husband and allowing them to be released, that it really, as I love Paula, it empowers her to submit. So, so in this place, so husbands don't be embittered. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Another, another verse that has three things that are important. Excuse me. In 3.7 it says, um, says, you likewise, in 3, 3, one through 6 is talking about wives and submission and, and some of the things in relationship to that. But three, seven, husbands, likewise, live with your wives in an understanding way. What is that? Do you remember this? Remember this? Me, Paula. Strengths, weaknesses, strengths, weakness, strengths, weakness, strengths, weaknesses, strengths, weaknesses, strengths, weaknesses. Paula's a communicator. I'm a not a communicator. <laughs> a lot of men have this trouble. I had a friend of mine, Ernie Wilcox. You remember Ernie Wilcox? Ernie sort of displays how men. You know what? Do you, you know how women. Get, they said that women can like have like forty thousand words a day. I think it is. Man speaks like twenty. And then when Paula, when we had kids and Paula was at home with Shay, I remember she would come in, and she would. I would, she'd meet me at the door. Here, I've got to talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, she was like, i got to communicate with a human being, you know, or something like that, you know. But I remember Ernie, Ernie and Bonnie, uh, it's when they had their the kids and, and at home, and, and uh, one of the kids was sick. There was a rival at the church, and Ernie was going to go to the revival, and Bonnie was going to stay home with the kids. And so Ernie goes to the church and goes to the service, comes back, and she comes in. And, and you know, how you ladies are, you like, What's the details? You know, like at a wedding, you read a, you read a, read a wedding thing, you know, about a wedding. And the bride had chantilly lace and such and such, <laughs> and all these details. A man would write that and just go. You know, if Paula asks me sometimes. She'll go, what did they, what were they wearing? Oh. A, yeah, a dress. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, what color hair did, did she have? I don't know. You know. But it was funny to me, Ernie comes home from the, from the revival, and, and Bonnie goes, well, was it good? He goes, yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> What'd they talk about? Sin. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about it? He's against it. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I heard that, Bonnie even, I already shared that, that testimony one time, I'm going, <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, I understand, you know. But it says that husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. Or how about this one? Paula, you know, Paula's a, a cuddler and, a, and affectionate in, in our intimate relationship. I'm one that's side-oriented, you know, and I'm just really impetuous. And she's, she's wanting romance, and I'm going, why? <laughs> you, know, you know, all these are differences. Thank you. Do I look like I need it? (laughs) And the interesting thing to me, God has said to me, is that in this, he says, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. In other words, I believe this says, and what it's been speaking to me down through the years, Rick, you blend the differences. You blend them. You value what's in Paula, which I think is stupid at times down through the years. I have to confess, some of the differences I've seen in Paula and I's relationship, I thought was needless. Really? I'm going, come on. Be like me. <laughs> 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 and... and <laughs> I'm not going to get into this. If this was a bunch of men, I would extrapolate, but... But the important thing is, husbands. <laughs> <laughs> Blend the differences. What? You've heard worse in intern classes. So, ne- notice the next one in 3-7. It says, husbands, likewise, live with your wives in an understanding way. This is interesting to me. As with a weaker vessel. As with this comparative statement in the Greek and English, a comparative statement, it does not say that Paula is a what? The vessel. It says for me to respond to her what? As a weaker vessel. This is where chivalry comes from. Chivalry comes from. I believe this is where chivalry comes from. That, and I have to confess, I've kind of gotten away from this, which is not good. But I mean, one of the things that I really had tried to train myself, and and the interns who would work with us, Tammy knows this, that if a, if a lady walks in the room, a man stands. There's a lady standing and a guy sit. Yeah, I mean, a guy sit. If there's a lady standing, that woman needs to stand up. She needs to exercise. No, that ain't what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry tonight, I've really messed up. It's been a long day, y'all. I i got to get home, and i got to write a dissertation. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so uh, what am I talking about? Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, but the reality is even like this, is that a woman is never the butt of jokes. I mean, treat them as a weaker vessel. If there's a door to open for a lady, open the door for the lady. I mean, that's what God's saying. A woman is never a butt of jokes. A woman is never to be like one of them. I forget one time, sitting over here we're intern classes right over here, there was a, one of the interns came in, a guy had borrowed somebody else's truck. It was a nice truck. And it was, you could see it out that window there. We had the desk sitting right there. And one of the girls came in, it was Katie Cadell. Two of the intern guys were there. And Katie said, Why? I see you got a, there's a new truck. And, and the guy said, uh, You know, I said, You got a, a different truck there. And he goes, Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a, a new truck. Oh, you know, I got a new truck. And I knew where it came from. And I overheard it. And I walked over there and I got in his face. I don't know if you remember this. But I got in his face and I said, don't you dare ever tell a woman, play a joke on them and deceive them. Don't you ever do that to a lady. You speak to a woman, you speak to her, and you speak truth to her and love her. Don't mislead her. Don't, don't abuse her. And so, you know, because the heart was this verse here, as as with a weaker vessel, you know, and that's sort of like what I say, you know, and it goes on to the next one where it says, "I love this one in four-seven. Four as a fellow heir of the grace of life." Get it, co-heir, mm-hmm. alongside Paul and I. I mean, that sort of goes back to this thing, y'all, in the beginning when I was trying to communicate to y'all that this place, like Mitchy. Mitchie Poo and Leah up there, you know, I mean, as far as God's concerned, what's going on, they're co-heirs with, they're, they're their fellow heirs of the grace of life. It's interesting, fellow heirs of the grace of life, this age. Because you realize this, that marriage is the only one big thing that we're talking about that's not eternal. Marriage is not an eternal thing. You know, so when we get to heaven, there's neither marrying or giving in marriage. But the really cool thing to me is that her and I have a chance to partner together in the inheritance that we're receiving in Christ Jesus. Fellow heirs. So it's not less than. And that's one of the things that Paul and I tried to keep in it. Interesting thing here. The summarization is, yeah. Uh, here it just meant, you put it in the context, you just do it in relationship to three things. But the summarization is, that I'm created in Christ Jesus, to love Paula, to walk with Paula as Christ Jesus is in me, these ten things. That is who I am in Christ Jesus. To operate in anything less than that, notice the end of that passage of Scripture. So that you're what? Prayers, Prayers answered. answered or not hindered. Not hindered. I'll never forget the reality of this passage. If probably remember me telling this story, but I was in Texas, when Paul and I were in Texas, and I started one of the first deliverances I was ever in on. It was a young lady who, in fact, it was the very first deliverance I was ever in on. A young lady who was about 90-some pounds, and she was a witch sent out of a coven in Fort Worth, I mean, out of Houston, Texas, into the churches in Fort Worth there to cause problems. She would come in and she would come in and cause all kinds of serious issues. And so, the week before, she had manhandled two men over 200 pounds. And she's only like this crack, crackhead, 90-pound-year-old lady. And so, I mean, when this, that demonic spirit was manifesting on her, she was, it was crazy. One interesting thing, the pastor of the church said, Rick, I want you to get on it this time. Me and another guy are going to minister to her. So anyway... Right before I'm leaving the house to go to this to this ministry time, Paula—I mean not Paula—not yeah, Paula and I—get in a discussion, <laughs> and I kind of got ugly, and I go, "I've got to go. I've got to go." So I get out. I, I start walk. I get in the car, drive, and I get probably about between halfway between. This is the days before cell phones, so I and pagers even so i get halfway in between where the church was and our house or apartment we were in an apartment at the time and and i hear the lord say this phrase to me so that your prayers may not be hindered and i'm going oh no i'm getting ready to step into a crazy deliverance situation and my prayers are going to be hindered and you're talking about the fear of the Lord coming all over me. I get to the church. First thing I do is get, a, get, the, get to the telephone, and I call Paul at home, and, uh, and I start repenting because I know without a shadow of a doubt and the Lord told me I'm walking in this with my prayers hindered. And it's probably kind of interesting to me that how God holds husbands accountable in a relationship. How do we walk who we are in relationship to our wives? And I and I, I start thinking about God. Is that you're up there just going, you know, hope oh, you blew up Paul, Your prayers are hindered. No, it's just I think it's really this thing that who I am in Christ Jesus, and when I'm flowing in it, if I'm not, it's like electrical current. When it's plugged in and it's operating right, it's cool. But it, when it's disconnected, it's not working right. And my destiny in Christ Jesus is to is to love Paul and walk in this in these things that I just shared with you. If I'm not operating in that, I'm I'm totally off. And so that's why (laughs) recently I ministered to a a couple and he was talking about how, man, I'm having I'm just not hearing the Lord right. And so we started, you know, the first long time in the meeting with them. He's going, you know, we're talking about business, we're talking about ministry and all kind of stuff and, and about maybe find out what's going on and and right right at the end he's we start talking about finding out how he's been making decisions without her and how he's not walking in love toward her and I go now I know why you're not hearing God and I open it into this passage of scripture and I go see right there it is bro you need to repent and so that was just part of it So anyway, dude, how did I do this? Totally blew off tonight. Anyway, what I was trying to establish tonight was that who I am in relationship to Paula, who you are in relationship to your husband. But I want to say this. If you're not married, this this is a reality for me. Here's Emily. She's not married, but... My conviction is is that Ephesians five and Colossians three and First Peter three are relevant for me to her as a brother in this body. My heart is for her to treat her as a weaker vessel. As, as you know, I, you know, it's, I can't grant her honor as a fellow as great grace a but but sort of can. I can grant her honor. I can honor her. You know. And I can live with her in an understanding way, you know, you know in, a, in a way, in a sense. I can love her, you know, not asking her what she can do for me. And she, I ask her, how many times i ask you? say, hey, you want lunch? Yeah. <laughs> because why? My heart is to what? My heart really is just to bless her, serve her, yeah, her.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so anyway, um, Yeah, I I spent more time on this than I I meant to. But again, I want to reiterate what I spoke earlier because in the early days I would teach this stuff and I would have women come to me and say, when he does the ten things, I'll submit. Or on the flip side where I would teach these things and men would hear it and they would go, I'm sunk. I'm sunk. And that's when the Lord really, really put it in me. and said, Rick, this is not to perform. Because let me tell you something. The standard of what you're called to love, Paul, is here. Your ability to do it is here. The gap between here and here, the only way that can take this to here is called grace and mercy. And so the thing that I really want to say in relationship to you ladies, most of you are ladies here, is that I don't want to say this to the men in your lives, I just want to declare this into you, to pray for your, the men in your lives, for this gap. On the flip side, too, I want to say this. Pray for them. Intercede for them. But on that flip side, I say this. Don't settle for anything less. And I don't mean that. You give mercy and grace, but, you know, call us, call us to levels like it says in Ephesians 4 29 let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth but that which only gives grace to the hearer you know call speak grace this is where who you are this is what you're called to and don't you know don't condemn speak grace operate with mercy and speak grace yeah yeah like I told I told the elders I said you guys just know what I'm like when I'm screwed up. I'm passive and, and stuff. And I told him the other day, I said, you know, if you see me passive, get my face. Because I'm in the spirit. I'm a guy that's like, just go for it. And you balance me out, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to believe God. And so, you know, and I need people to call me into grace. Call me into it. And so, and believe for me, to love Paula, you know. I mean, be, I, I will say this too. One more thing I want to say. Sisters, um, brothers, I mean, I, I've had Leah. I mean, one time we're in a, a sort of a leaders meeting in there. And Leah goes, Rick, Paula, y'all need to get y'all's bitterness dealt with because y'all, mess, paraphrase, y'all are messing us up. Paraphrase. She said a little bit nicer. Yeah, but it wasn't much different than that. It, you know what? I heard that, and I'm going, dude. I like that. I need that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, don't that we don't settle for anything less than who God's called us into. And so, so anyway, we'll finish up next week, Lord willing. We'll f- focus on more on the ladies' part. And so, hey, Micah. Hey, next week. So anyway, I could tell a Joe Davidson story. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Joe. Let me pray for you. Damn you didn't get a chance to read. I
1: know. You give me the mic and you never call me to read.
0: (laughs) You gonna pray now? Well,
1: I prayed up and someone else should pray. I'm gonna share the love of the microphone.
0: Yeah. Are there any questions? Oh,
1: any questions? Kaylee, you have any questions? Here, Here Lisa's got a question. Sorry. I didn't hear. do you know the do you know the Greek word for weaker in that? In that first Peter. No, I what don't. That,
0: That's a great that, question.
1: I have a hard time with that
0: That one I have never looked up. Let me see real quick. Seven seventy-two. If it's what I think it is, let's see what it is. It's the Greek word. (laughs) Sorry. That's the. I'm going when I when I saw the number. I'm going. Surely not. But that word means to be sick. <laughs> it means without strength, is what it means. It doesn't mean. It, one of the. It gets used about sick, but it's literally focusing on the part when it's. it's when somebody's sick, they feel weak. So it. It's really sort of what it says to, feel, to be weak. It means to be mm-hmm. weak. But the important thing to me, it's a comparative statement as a weaker vessel. So, You don't have any questions tonight? <laughs> I know. You have one? <laughs> any other questions or thoughts or anything that you want to add to
1: it? Um. When I do, like, kind of premarital counseling, a lot of times one of the best things to declare into them is, like, you are a perfect husband. You are a perfect wife. Because if that's your mindset, like, knowing that in Jesus there are those things, like, it brings them up yeah. to that level. It helps to lessen that gap, if Beat that's, like, mindset, to, like, yeah. walk in that. So.
0: Yeah, that's good. Because it's hard enough without the grace of God, in it? Yeah. I have a question.
1: Kind of. It might be for next week, but you can. Ponder on it for the next seven days. <laughs> so, like, I think one thing that happens in our household, and it may just be come down to communication, which is a lot that happens in our household. But so, like, when, like, when Tuli and I both are operating, whether it's in the things that God has for us, like learning, because um, if I'm not. Two things happen. I'm, take tonight, for instance. So we both, I wanted to be here, and it was on the schedule that I would be here. And, but he had something else he had to go be at. Well, and our kids are at home. No, our kids are old enough to be at home. But, so, But as the watcher of the home and the person that's, like, concerned about home, like, well, I wanted one of us to be home. Because, so what have I been doing? I've been checking on the kids, like, the whole time I've been here because I'm So, like, I I think when you were talking about, like, how, like, submitting one to another and knowing, like, when, when is that? Because I will always default to, well, no, I'll stay home because I'm the one that's really concerned about it, you know? Like, he's gone, I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Like, kind of what you were talking about, but learning because I feel like a lot of times if I just say well no you need to be home because I'm supposed to be at this meeting and da 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 like it sounds so I don't know like Jezebelish or like you know I'm telling you what to do and do you see what I'm saying like you kind of get in that groove and and I know it comes down but I just think that there's something there being able to I don't know if you have any perspective on that or kind of be able to kind of speak into that but as we're kind of stepping out, whether it be things here at church or even out in the workplace or things working and how do you manage your children and, you know, things like that. There's there's some of those questions, I guess, that, that I have yeah, took us to a place. for next week.
0: Yeah, because you mentioned a past scripture we have not introduced tonight. And so I know that, like, you know, then when we if we start addressing with that, the Titus 2, Five and 2-5, two, two, and first Timothy chapter five, verse fourteen, those past scripture there with the in relationship to women uh to to get into that would really mess that up, and then on the flip side, okay. what you're talking about, so can I us in the for you yeah, time. you're just feeding us for next week, so do I? Yeah, so you gotta hear Tammy's question. Let's pray. I gotta go help Paula chase grandbabies. So and write a dissertation. So Father, I just wanna thank you uh, for the privilege to be with these brothers and sisters. And Lord, just home is so awesome to think about, God. Lord, just the greatness of of the things that you created in the very fabric and foundation of all creation is as man and wife in the home or men and women in relationship together in the church. And Lord, I just, uh, I just, tonight, I just want to claim unto us men, Lord, with the destinies that we have in Christ Jesus. To, Lord, uh, to walk as in authority, but, Lord, in authority not as lording over, but authority, Lord, to serve and to, to build up and to regulate the flow of power, Lord, to be accountable. Lord, to protect and to be an example. Lord, to be a, to love and, and to lay down my life in relationship to Paula and other women, Lord, as Christ is to the church. And Lord, to serve. Lord, I speak this into us. Lord, with the, the wisdom and, and Lord, to just wash the women in my life, Lord, with the water of the word, especially Paula. Lord, to, to live with Paul and Lord, and I just speak into us men, Lord, to cherish and to honor and and uh, to nourish. Lord, I just declare the destinies into us to leave our fathers and mothers and cleave to our wives. Lord, to not be embittered, but Lord, also to live with our wives and women, Lord, in an understanding way, as a with a weaker vessel, Lord, in the grand honor. So, Lord, I just speak and receive this. Lord, the revelations of this truth, I speak it, Lord, and just pray unto me, Lord, be impregnated with the word, as I've prayed this many times before, Lord, and call it forth, Lord, that the word which I have heard, I receive in faith, and it will perform its work in me, who, Lord, I'm believing, and I speak it into us men in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just speak it into the men in this church, Lord, that this may be a church that has a, has a reputation and destiny, Lord, to... to uh, That the homes and the relationships between men and women are things of honor. And, Lord, are are treasured. So I speak that into us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, That it not of a thing of performance, Lord, but of intensity of the heart, of love and life. Lord, I thank you that you live the example. You've given it to us and you've come with resurrection power to help us to walk with one another. Lord, in the weeks to come or the week to come, Lord, as we, as we just come in to speak into the, the women, Lord, the, the place that you know, women have in the church and in the home, Lord, I just pray for wisdom that we speak these things, Lord, in a way in truth, but Lord, also in, in wisdom, Lord, to empower and give revelation to. So, Lord, I just thank you for this and, and uh, Lord, for your goodness, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.